0: This week on Inside the Ropes, we talk to Simon Magdulski from Golf Australia about the new handicap app. We deep dive into Hannah Green's performance at the Women's World Championships in Singapore. We have a chat about Rory McElroy and his troubles at the moment. And we talk to Natasha Tennant, the Special Olympics star from Brisbane. Let's go.
1: You're listening to Inside the Ropes, Australia's
2: must listen to golf show with exclusive content from both home and abroad. Subscribe now through your favourite podcast app.
3: G'day, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is Inside the Ropes at number 206, if you don't mind. Andy Maher alongside Martin Blake. There's no uh, Mark Hayes this week.
0: Hayesy. I think he's playing golf today. He's having a bit of leave, and uh, I reckon he'll be out on. About the second at Kurt Lewis at the moment.
3: Man, if he isn't. Beautiful day here in Melbourne. Hopefully the sun's shining on you wherever. You're joining us from uh, Big Show today. Simon McDulski's going to join us, uh, Senior Manager, Play Management and Regulation Golf Australia. About the app. Now, most of you have probably downloaded that by now. It's The, the take-up numbers of the app have been pretty swift and pretty encouraging early. Well,
0: it went to number one early. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it went to number one in Australia. Uh, now, what that means, I, I'm not quite sure, Andy. But you know, because it's a new app, so mm. it's not. It's obviously going to be high early, but it, yeah, it was number one um, on uh, you know maybe the iTunes downloads loads and some of the other maybe the Google Play. Have we, have yeah. we got
3: any idea? I oh, saw will fill us in. I imagine we get any idea how what the numbers are like. They're just the actual raw numbers of people who have. It's, I think it's heading,
0: heading towards six figures. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe
3: yeah. so. Well, that's awesome. Uh, the functionality—I know people go, you know, "You're part of the family." Of course, you're going to say good things about it. But the functionality of it uh, is is first class. Um, the visual production of it and presentation of it's what what you need. Some of the little tricks in it already are fantastic. The group lookup thing where you can tag some yep. of your mates and they they can never they can never lie to you about a score they've had again. Um, uh, good or bad. Um, there, there's some really cool features in it, and we'll talk to Simon about that a bit more. You're going to catch up with Ta- Natasha Tennant and her mum, Kathleen. Uh, you'll tell their story a bit later on the show as well. There's a lot to look inspirational forward Inspirational story yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Um, Hannah Green's um, a bit inspirational at the moment. We're talking about her for the last couple of weeks and suggesting that she's getting close. I mean, she, you can't get much closer right. than she got at Sentosa, but... She's playing great, Andy. She's really – she's, she, she's char- the way she hits the ball now, I'm no swing guru, Blakey, but her power and um, aggression through the ball. Yeah, we, we know that it's been a stated ambition of event. She's found the extra 15, 15 20. 20, 25 yards. Yeah. She looks a different player through the ball now. She's powerful. Yeah like really, really swift and ballistic through the ball now. and it's. I don't think previously
0: she was known as one of the longer hitters. Mm. Um, So maybe it was something that she she needed to do, but she certainly found that little bit of extra distance with her coach, Richie Smith. She had a a long break um, over over the off-season. She she declined the first. Because of COVID now and the travel restrictions that are still there in some cases, you know, a lot of the players have had to think carefully about – which events they're going to play. And Hannah just stayed back in, in Perth, you know, at the start of the year and missed a few tournaments. And then she's turned up there and she's hit the ground running, finishes third in her first event yep. uh, or the last week might've been a first or second, second, might've been a second. Anyway, she finished third. And then um, this week just gone in, in Singapore, uh, finishing runner up in the the HSBC women's world championship. Uh, it, it was a near miss. It was actually a, a a bit of a difficult finish for her because she she went bogey bogey to lose it to mm. Yoju Kim, the Korean who shot sixty four in the last round. At least she was a, At least Hannah could say she's beaten by someone who shot sixty four and played the lights out. Mm, um, exactly. Yeah. But she would have. You know. I read some of her quotes and heard her speak afterwards, and she said, "Well." Um, you know, it's a glass half full, glass half empty, isn't it? You know, I play, she played great for the whole week and she had two, three putts to finish. Mm. Um, and
3: she admitted she, the nerves got to her a bit. Like she sort of said that after the game, that after her final round, that, you know, she was aware of the moment and yeah. she may not have necessarily responded the way she would have ultimately wanted to right at the very end there. But that's part of the great makeup of Hannah Green. There's no hiding from... She doesn't... There's no BS with her. If she thinks... If she thinks that she's... Had a bit of a bit of fragility right at the end. She'll come out and say it.
0: She hasn't run away from it. So nah, so she walks to, walks to she birdies the sixteenth. She holds out at the fourteenth with a, with a wedge. Mm. Um, so she gets to the lead. She birdies the sixteenth, so she's a shot in front. And Hyoju Kim had already finished. So um, she's a shot in front. She's got two holes to play. She, if she pars in, she wins. And even if she makes one bogey, she's in a playoff. Um, she gets to the seventeenth, missed the green. Uh, putt first putt came up way short, then misses the second putt. She still could get into a playoff if she pars the 18th. She comes up 18, hits the green, got a long putt, smashes it past the hole, yeah. 15 feet past. So, uh, it wasn't ideal, but on the other hand, she's up to 13 in the which
3: world, which is which is quite mm. staggering, really, given the amount of time off she's had, and yeah. Um she hasn't won since she's returned but she's the the climb has been Didn't pretty win tr- last year either. No. Yeah. The dry, the climb Blakey March 8 this year she was number 21 in the world. So now she's up to number 13. She, she's as you mentioned she's had you know two top 5 finishes in the last two but in her two previous starts she's been top 20 in both of those. She's heading in all the right directions and doing all of the right things and um We've got a strong hand in women's golf at the moment. Yeah, Minji's not probably playing her very best golf at the moment, but she's no. still in the mix most tournaments. If Sue she's can, she's ten in the world. Yep, Sue mm. can find her best. You know, a bit more consistently. So, uh, yeah, um, and we've got a couple of stalwarts out there who continue to prop the thing up. So, uh, no, we're in a really healthy state with um, female golf. And Hannah Green is well, she's just she's flying at the moment. And the next. Well, the next five years are going to be fun, and beyond, obviously. But the next five years are going to be fun to watch with her. I reckon she's a real comer.
0: She sure is. And did you watch any of the Valspar on the men's? I did watch a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So Sam Burton, he's a player. Another good young. Yeah, American another player. good one. Twenty-four yeah. years old. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And they, they, they some of them, out. they do, they do. Like they've got it's a numbers game, uh, obviously, and yeah. the, the way they um, commit financially to a golf at college level. This is when it – tour life is when it yeah. – you know, the, the weekly grind on on the American tour is when it reveals itself. So many American flags, so much depth, so yeah. many potential American winners. Um, and, then, and then you get a kid like him come up. It was – if it's not Colin Murakawa or Matt Wolfe or one of the others, then you get Sam Burns coming in and people are prepared to say – He's going to be the next big thing, and we can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the top. So they've got a few sort of boom under-25s. Will Zalatorre, they've got a couple of young Americans around
0: the place who are pretty good. There's three absolute crackers. Mm -hmm. I was just looking at this the other day, just a little stat to throw at you. Uh, Most men in the top 100 in the world – uh, obviously, the Americans lead that, uh, 46 in the top 100. That's true. Uh, the reason I looked it up was because, unbelievable. because Dean Burmester of South Africa, who's number now 107 in the world, he won in Europe over the weekend. By five? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty- South Africa are throwing up <laughs> some big numbers. So I was trying it's to back-to-back up
3: South African winners in you. Garrick did he win the previous week or two well, weeks either, ago? Either that or one yeah, or two yeah, weeks. Yeah.
0: You know, that's why I looked it up because I wanted to see how many South Africa had in the top hundred hmm. in the men. It's nine. We've got six. Hmm. So South Africa doing well. England have got twelve, uh, and then you come down to a few. You know, Spain two, South Korea two, etc. So Japan four. Um, so yeah, South Africa really batting well at the that moment. That is a strong representation. I mean, our six for a country of 20-odd million mm. is, is very good. How many South Africans are there? Nine. No, no. What's their population? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I thought you'd know that. Somewhere, something similar to us isn't is it? it? Yeah, about that? Yeah, imagine. yeah. Yeah. So, um, South Africa batting very well. Dean Burmester wins uh, Tenerife Open. Shot sixty two in the last round. Scott Hend finished tied eighth there. Yeah. First time Hendy's bobbed up for a little while. Yeah, and he, and he was sick in the lead up, according to his <laughs> his social media presence. He was he was. Uh, uh, running back and forth to the toilet every five <laughs> minutes. But uh, he finished tied eighth and played pretty well. He did. 71 in
3: the third round. Probably cost him any chance of winning it. But, uh, no, he was really good. Uh, a couple of others made the cut. Mav Ancliffe and Jake McLeod. No, none of the boys made the cut on uh, the PJ Tour. There were four up, I think. That's a four rarity. Missed. It is. Yeah. Yeah. A mm. lot of miscuts, too, in recent times on the Corn Ferry, which there's a story around that we'll get to in a minute. But a lot of we, we do have a high volume of miscuts. Yeah, on the for Harrison, Eddie Endicott was the best of our finishes there this week. But yeah, I know it's all about on that secondary tour. It's all about winning. Obviously, that's the way you catapult yourself into you know, meaningful contention. But
0: just go hard or go home. It's out a there. bit
3: like that. It is, I suppose, it is. Mm. But there's an old school sort of somewhere in me that likes to see bikes playing weekend golf. But um, it's probably a bit different to that. So, so two things as we step just a little bit sideways from results mm. that are relevant to things we've talked about corn ferry tour announced this week that um, tournament prize money is going to go through the roof in two, from two thousand and twenty three uh, at the moment I think the average purse is about six hundred thousand on the corn ferry tour every tournament will be a minimum of a million dollars by two thousand and twenty three and there 's a couple of super purses yeah you know, sort of one and a half to two million dollar purses on the corn ferry tour are being mooted so there 's been a there 's been a call for um, you know the the people in the highest offices of American golf in particular, to maybe stop, you know, filling the pockets of the richest and look after those who sort of create the platform. Yeah. So that's a tick there for the Corn Ferry. Having said that, uh, Golf.com um, reported that the Golf Super League is back on. It, what was the Premier League of golf yeah. and looked like it had been sort of kiboshed is now being rebranded as the Super League of Golf. And is very much likely to be here in 2022 with five tournaments. Did you catch up with that story?
0: I did. It, it originated from the Telegraph in London, but it was picked That's up by, right, yeah. by all the websites. Um, gee, they're, they're big stakes we're playing in here because, you know, the US Tour obviously announced, and I think you spoke about this on the show recently, this $40 million player um, what do you call it? Oh, Player yeah. impact program, yeah, where where the you know the the players who are deemed to have uh, created the most interest in ter- I guess in terms of hits and uh, TV TV ratings yep. and, and that sort of thing uh, get some a little bit of extra cash, which was was said at the time that that was that the tour didn't say this, but what everyone outside said was that it was. To do with the trying to stave off the Premier Golf League, well, they haven't staved them off yet. So they're talking, you know, thirty to fifty million dollar offers to each player. Appearance fees, that's what Adam, that is. Adam Scott was mentioned as as someone who might have been approached. You know, Deshambo, obviously, Kepka, Johnson, us, Justin Rose, DJ. Uh, Ricky Fowler got Jordan to mention, yeah. yeah. So it's Rory not go away.
3: Rory McIlroy. So, so just you before, think, I know you want to talk about McIlroy. Yeah. So so five tournaments have been mooted, sixteen players, four teams drafted um, by a player acting as captain. the The appearance fee stuff is is typically grotesque, but you mentioned the number that's been somewhere between twenty to forty million. You said fifty. It's uh, reports yeah. are all over the place at the moment, but yeah. Just to tee it up. Yeah. So 16, elite 16-man 16 field, five to... I, I just don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't want to watch this. I've got no interest in watching this. It's, it's like,
0: like the old World Series cricket days, isn't it, with good. Kerry Packer? Yep. Which which a lot of people rejected because they, they didn't, didn't feel comfortable with it. It's sort of... It's a bit obscene, it uh, is the amount of money of course it um, is. I don't know that it'll ever get up to be honest because they're on a good wicket already if they yeah. if they are being under you know horrifically underpaid, if you compare it with World Series cricket nineteen seventies for instance, uh the Australian cricketers were being shockingly underpaid, yep. yep, and it allowed Kerry Packer to come in and take over and create his own competition, which is what what these people want to do in golf well. They're not. They're not being shockingly underpaid. I actually was looking at Cameron Smith's um, earnings for the year the other day. Andy, four and a half mil. Oh, yeah. that's just to, to, in prize money, let alone yes. what, what he's getting uh, to pick up his clubs and wear his hat and shoes. So, so,
3: so you say yeah. that, right? You say, and, and of course, what, what you say is right. But if Cameron Smith gets offered twenty million dollars just to go and play, no questions asked, just to go, just go and play, and then mm. then there's the potential to win more yeah. if you win the thing. That's pretty hard to that is pretty hard to turn your back on. It is. It's not gonna be a popular move. No, it won't. It mm. won't be a popular move. If, how do they make it money did. it's gonna be how do they make money out of this? How do the organizers make a dough make dough
0: out of this? Well they've got an untapped sorty stream of money, out not they? But is it is it
3: just it's just the TV. Market. Is it going to be pay per view? Is it a TV? I don't. I don't know. Mm. The, the money we're talking about here is so astronomical. I'm just. Yeah. I, I struggle to work out how they're going to make a, Mine, make a gone. buck. It is. It is. Mm. So Rory made his statement about the Premier League of Golf. Yes. When it was first speculated upon, he said he didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. It is and from what I, from what we're reading Good out of it, him.
0: he's not going to be part of this either. He's been. He's yeah. been. Um, well he can't now because he's come out and said he, he's not interested in it. So mm. so he'd look terrible if he changed his mind cuz mm. they bumped up the check a bit. Do you have any interest in it? No, not particularly. No. Not particularly. It's just it's just uh people trying to make, you know, trying to what are they trying to do? They're just trying to make money out of golf and it's obscene figures. Mm. That's all. It that is. It's you know, a, it's a I look at something like that, and I, I, think, well, I'd rather the money go back into grassroots golf. You yeah, know? exactly. Trying to get people to play or something like that. You yep. Know? Support secondary. So, of so of course, people are interested in the elite players. Of course, they are. We get but to we, see we, them. We've every already week. got. We've got that. We see them every yeah, week. We don't need something. No,
3: else. We've, got, f- we've got we've got WGC events uh, uh, and four majors, and that's enough.
0: It's a bit like what happened in football, i.e., soccer. Yeah. You know, recently, yep. where, where yeah yeah of course we can break away. 10 teams and have a super, super league. But... What do the fans think of it? No, nah, yep. leave me out of that. Yep, same. Yep. Um, anything
3: else before we get to a break? Simon Maduls- Simon is about to join us. I'm
0: all, uh, all good, In
3: Right, we'll park a few things for later on in the show. Going to find out about the Golf Australia app. Uh, most of you have probably been using it uh, already. If you haven't, you're going to find out a bit more about it after this. You're listening to Inside the Ropes. With Australian golf media, you're back Inside the Ropes. Welcome back to the show. Most of you who are listening to Inside the Ropes, well, probably, I imagine, Blake, you've downloaded the new uh, GA Golf app, um, the Handicap app. It's something that has you know, been a work in progress. I've got to say, I don't know when it was launched, maybe three or four weeks ago now, maybe around about that. Yeah. It's magnificent. It's, it's got great. all the bells and whistles you want. It's got a couple of features to it that I think are really just good fun. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's landed with great enthusiasm.
0: Well, as I was saying to Hazy yesterday, Andy, with the notifications part, that's where it gets you because mm, Hazy yeah. said, well, you can't sneak away from a game of golf if you're supposed to be working for a start because your mates get a little notification to say, you know, Andrew Ma has shot 92 at the <laughs> Peninsula Kingswood. Uh, and uh, I was about to tell Hazy about my very poor stroke round last Saturday and uh, he said, yeah, I saw your score. So, yeah, it's, it's terrific, um, long awaited, and it's living up to its uh You know, promise, I think. Yeah,
3: that group look-up thing, that feature that's on the app, is going to be uh, the source of great fun and amusement amongst many for a long time, I think. Uh, Simon Magdulski is a name well-known and a a man well-known to everybody here at Inside the Rope. Senior manager, play management and regulations. It's been good enough to join us to tell us about the the, build, the architecture, the build, the implementation and the reception of this app. Hello, Simon. Murray, how are you? Good going, to see you. Lovely to see you. Lovely to hear you, even more importantly. Um, give us the, the before we dive into a couple of the features and a, and a bit of the minutia of it all, give us a sense for how it's landed and, and the reaction that you're getting to it.
1: Yeah, look, the reaction has been really positive. Um, but we, we worked through a testing and development phase spread over a few months and, mm. and had hundreds of club golfers and club administrators involved in that process. And um, there were there were two real purposes for that. One was to make sure that it would work properly when we were rolling it out to um, tens of thousands, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people. But we also wanted to make sure that the, the features in there were we 're going to align with what it is that the golfers and and clubs wanted, um, and, and we got some terrific feedback through the through the process kept iterating away and we we landed at a place that that we 're pretty comfortable with, um, and the reaction as i say has been been really positive but but it 's also worth saying that this is something of a starting point yeah, with, gonna, yeah, with this yeah, app. Yeah. That, you know, it's, it starts very much as being a handicap app, and we'll continue to add in handicap-related features. But what we want to do is is to build the app out so that it incorporates um, a whole lot of non-handicap features as well. Can you give us an example of
3: one of those? Like, what's one that's on the whiteboard at the moment?
1: Oh, look... As a part of the testing process, we, we spoke to a lot of club managers and we continued to invite um, feedback from from club managers, um, club captains, officials, um, players, to, to see what, what it is that they want. Um, and it's those themes of feedback that emerge that lead us down a path of um, of determining what goes first, what goes, what goes next. You know, we, we want that the the next phase of the thing um, to really uh, to widely resonate with golfers. So you know what what could be next? Well, things like tee times um, functionality that that could be one, but but also um, some sort of net, uh, social networking capacity, yeah, yeah. actually enabling people to to chat within the app. Um, we know that would be really positively received. People love to to banter <laughs> in golf. You know, you you guys were talking about it, yeah. and it it might be congratulating someone on a new score. It could be, um, uh, perhaps, not quite empathising with someone no, on a, no, on a no, poor no. score. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's the nature of golf. But but that's what really drives the the community element of the sport. But we also want to be using the the app to. Engage with um, with non-traditional audiences, Um, you know, mini golfers, Mm. um, pitch and putt players, um, uh, people using the likes of Top Golf, etc. Golf fans, people who have never picked up a a golf club, but mm. who love watching golf on TV. We, we want to far more strongly engage with with all of those audiences. Right we, on here. We, we haven't done that in the past. Um, the more we can engage with them, the more we can um, bring them into to um, to playing on club facilities, which helps to support the industry, but but it also serves to to boost membership. That's that's the vision for the app. That's where we want to land with it to to really um, have it moving the needle on. Um, on participation and engagement with the sport, um, we, we believe with digital that there's a real capacity there, yeah, correct. Um, and it's it's a matter of um, of building in those features. So there's there's a lot of work that will go into determining um, what is best going to yep. align with yep. achieving those the, those sort of outcomes.
0: Uh, Simon, just. Talk me through your state of nerves the day that it was rolled out Uh, because I know just from the fact that I work in the office near you uh, that we didn't uh, make any sort of formal announcement as such. It just, we rolled it out and let it come out and just in case, you know, anything, anything, you know, any glitches, you know, having been through these things before, you know, um, you can have a glitch or two, but in this instance, it's been pretty smooth, I think. But how is your state of mind?
1: Uh, look, my, my, yeah. it's, a, it's a good question. Um, over over my journey at Golf Australia, we, we've been through a number of major software launches, whether it was um, 2010 moving to averaging in handicapping and you've got hundreds of thousands of people trying to trying to hit our website to see what their new handicap is under a new system. Um, similarly when we introduced slope in 2014 and then world handicap system in in 2020 these were big rollouts and we and as i say we had hundreds of thousands of people trying to hit the website at one time so we you know we're familiar with trying to make these um these major software rollouts as as seamless as possible Uh, we've got a pretty good track record in that particularly um, uh, when you compare what we've done to what's happened in various other parts of the world. But with with the app we yeah, we had a lot of um, a lot of processes in place to make sure that the golfers out there were were enjoying a process that was going to be as seamless but as possible. But did you
0: sleep okay? Uh,
1: <laughs> look I I did yeah, I must admit I I, I did sleep pretty well going into <laughs> yeah. into the app rollout. You know, you, you know that problems can arise and you deal with them when they happen, but um, this time around, really, there there were almost no issues at all, even behind the scenes. It but was, the reaction's was
0: been terrific. good, hasn't it? And uh, as as far as I can see, and we, I don't know what percentage of club golfers we've we've got who've, who've uh, downloaded it, but it, it's pretty substantial already, I gather.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. We're we're sort of in that realm of twenty twenty five percent of um, of club golfers now have. The app on their on their phones, um, but one of our challenges is always going to be to make sure that the app continues to um, to really resonate with what club members um, want to be want to be using the sort of features that um, they want to be using within the app. It's for us. It's not just about getting the app onto the phone. That's that's nice. That's that's obviously a really integral part of it. But we we want people using it. Um, we know that a lot of people are using it now, but we want to um, keep building up the, um, the proportion of people that are using it and downloading it. But, we're, yeah, we're really heading in a, in a positive direction. Can,
3: can anyone around here see a day in our lifetime where there's no scorecards anymore, no traditional old scorecards with pencils in back pockets?
1: Uh, I, I can see that. I think yep. that's, that's where we're going to land. Mm. Um, COVID has really mm. driven um, uptake of uh, digital scorecards in Australia and there are some pretty good products out there in the market at the moment if it hadn't have been for COVID, there probably would have been um, you know most clubs thinking you know this is a bridge too far at the moment Mm. but COVID really pushed people hard onto these digital scorecards it stripped away that consideration of do we really need to do this the clubs looked at and said yeah we we do need to do it Um, and for club members um, th- their thought was, well, I want to play golf. I want to put a score in. I've, I don't have any other options. Mm. Um, I'll do this. And actually, hey, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, so, And, and there are you know, a lot of advocates within clubs who um, tried it, um, whether it's a 70-year-old, 80-year-old, um, 90-year-old, just giving technology a crack and then showing all of their mates within the club how you actually um, use the use the thing and put it onto your
3: phone? I'm old enough to remember when computers first came in, and you yeah. know there were warehouses of sort of you know big data collection <laughs> machines that had flashing lights on them, and everything was being sent back into. We've moved a long way since then, clearly. But listening to you, Simon, talk about what you want this to be, even given what it is now, you know the GPS element, you know the the collection and data storage of, um, of you know, hundreds of thousands of golfers' scores, uh, the, the, the coordinates of hundreds of golf courses. The back end of this thing must be – I don't know whether this is your OFA enough to sort of be able to give us a sense for how significant the back end of an app like this is, but I can only imagine it must be a, a beast of a thing behind what we see on the screen of our phone.
1: Uh, yeah the the app itself the um, the architecture that's making the app work it's you know it's integrating with our main golf link system um, it's it's enabling people to engage with, with golf australia's golf link system yep. to a um, to a larger extent um, it's you know, it's one of our core services golf link is is a big beast um, but yeah we we want to keep adding data in there um, that that will enable us to, to roll out features that that golf, that are going to enable golfers to um, to enjoy their golf even more. Um, that's yeah, that's a really important part
3: of this. So you said twenty to twenty five percent have already taken it up in, and that's in a relatively short period of time. Is that did you have a projection? Did you have somewhere in mind? Okay, well by, by six months in we want. Do you have any kind of markers that you'd laid down in terms of the take up of this thing?
1: Uh, some loose ones. Where we're at at the moment is probably not overly surprising, given um, given the various analytics we've got from recent times with people engaging with the, the handicapping side of our website. Mm. Um, so yeah, where, where we're at at the moment is it, it's probably about where we expect it to be.
3: Well, it's good, isn't it? We're all using it. Nah, well, not all of us. 25% of, using it, of us are using it. And last time I played, the three people in my group were all using it. Like the, so we, it was just – that's just the way yeah. it is. Everyone, everyone was had the phones in their back pockets now, which does take a little getting used to, I reckon, if you don't put it in a pocket in your golf bag. If you like having it in your back pocket where you used to have the scorecard, it's just a bit weightier. You know, there's just something. There's a bit of a yeah, – well, there's yeah. something about that that takes a bit of getting used to, I reckon, but – um, the usage of it is all over the place at our, at our joint, so people are using it all over the place.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's the standard sort of feedback that we're, that we're getting, that it's been really popularly mm. received, and we, we're getting a lot of terrific feedback on it. Um, you know, we, we do continue to invite people to put suggestions mm. to us and um, give us their thoughts uh, on, on features that could be added in, um, and there's a feedback link within the app. Um, and interestingly, to this point, um, there have been a couple of themes of, um, of feedback that have stood out around feature enhancements that people are after. And, and we're about to roll a couple of those out. Um, one is with the daily handicap calculator. It will start to um, remember your last five um Tea course combinations yeah, that right. you've wanted right. daily yeah. handicaps calculated for. So rather than having to go through the whole process of right. um, selecting a club and then tees, etc., the, the app will remember that. So it'll it'll make that process um, a lot easier for for users. Um, and we know that'll be well received based on what we've already heard. Mm. Another one is we're we're adding in the um, the gross. Um, Number of strokes that you've had for your round, well, a column will get added in um, for that. That's that's another one that people um, have asked for quite regularly. So, so yeah, we, we know that those two enhancements will will hit the mark when um, they go into the next update in the coming app
0: update in the coming days. And you touched on this already, Simon, but um, I think it's pretty significant. The, just the ability to talk to the golfers for Golf Australia to be able to talk. To the golfers. This is what what the aspirational thing is with this, isn't it? If if you can if we can do this uh more efficiently, uh it has amazing implications.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Um a couple of practical examples of how that can be useful. We've got all of these terrific game development programs that we run at Golf Australia. Lots of money gets invested in that. Um, but the more you can raise visibility of these programs, whether it be to grandparents who are current golfers, mm-hmm. so that they know that they've got grandkids, and hey, there's there's my golf program that they can enrol their their grandkids in. But the more awareness there is of the um, of what it is that Golf Australia is is doing, um, is going to um, drive greater participation. But but it also it it gives. Um, Golf Australia are um, a a conduit to be able to promote various um, membership opportunities at clubs. Uh, An example of that would be, hey, you've played at this club um, five times in the last two months. You're not currently a member. Mm. Um, Have you ever wondered how you could be a member? Well, here you go. Mm. Um, Let's not leave it to the imagination of the... Um, the player to try to work out how to become a member. Let's make that journey a lot easier for them. It's just a couple of very simple mm. examples of, of what you can do once you've um, once you're able to talk directly to, mm. to golfers. And it's that, and you know that's why I say that it's really important for us to be using this to um, to help clubs and golf in a in a meaningful way.
3: It sounds really practical, um, and it's. Uh, It's there to be used and there to be accessed right now. If you haven't already downloaded it, Golf Australia, it's the Golf Australia Handicap app. You'll be able to find it from all of your uh, app stores. It's really simple to download and it's so easy to use once you uh, access it. Once you're on it, you'll never look at a piece of paper and a pencil again. I don't reckon they're a thing of the past for people who've jumped on this already. And for a lot of us, that's the automatic um, and initial sort of starting point of accessing the app. It's, uh, it's a fantastic app to use scoring around the golf course. It's just it's quite fun. It's really good. So Yeah, look, one, one other thing I'd say, is
1: this thing just for golfers right now, for club members? Well, no, not at all. If you're a grandparent, you want to follow your kids. Yeah, of course, form, yeah. Get, get yeah. the app. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to, to one of my good friends the other day, and she's a keen golfer, but she's got a young kid, so she's not playing much golf at the moment. This app is something that she can use to continue to, to follow her friends who are yeah. playing golf um the the kid who wants to see what his parents are doing um the the young girl who wants to to follow um some of the the other girls playing within the club or some of her classmates who are getting into golf yeah. um the you know this this thing is not just for the club member it can be used by all sorts of people who to want to follow golf and uh, and engage with the game
3: to you and everybody else who's pulled it together and got it functioning the way uh you have well done. Thanks for coming in and telling us about it, and we can't wait to see it evolve into uh, what it's going to evolve into. Thanks for coming in, Simon. No, nah, thanks, guys. Good it, on it, mate. It's a really Excellent. exciting step forward. It for really is. Golf Simon Magdulski, Senior Manager, Play Management and Regulations at G8, joining us to talk about the app. Download it if you haven't. More to come here on Inside the Ropes after the break.
2: With Australian golf media, you're back
3: Inside the Ropes.
0: Welcome back to Inside the Ropes. You're with Martin Blake. I've got an inspirational story to tell you today about a young woman from Brisbane called Natasha Tennant. Uh, she's 14 years of age. It was My Golf Girls Month last month around Australia, and we got a huge spike in increase in this particular program, which is run in cooperation by Golf Australia and the PGA. It's a participation program, of course, our main uh, junior participation Program, and we, as I said, we got a terrific result. We also tried to tell some good stories of some of the graduates of my golf over the years, and Natasha is one of those. Uh, now, Natasha has been uh, born with some challenges in terms of uh, you know physical uh, disabilities and, and mental issues, so um, she has uh, autism, she's on the autism spectrum, she also has Tourette syndrome and she also has a, a a physical disorder called ligamentous laxity which uh it it sort of sets up a, a a weakness in her ligaments in particular in her legs so um she's got a number of issues there that she's had to deal with as a golfer but 3 years ago Natasha went with her parents down to the Pacific Golf Club in Brisbane to try out golf at the Pacific Golf Club as I mentioned at a my girl, golf girls clinic And what's happened since then is the inspirational part of this story. And I'm going to, we'll have a word to Natasha in a moment, but first of all, we're going to talk to Kathleen Tennant, uh, Natasha's mum, who has watched this all unfold. Hello to you, Kathleen.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: It's a great story, isn't it? I wrote, As you know, I wrote about this for the Golf Australia website last week, and we got quite a good reaction to the story. But um, one thing that I found was, Almost amusing was that uh your your uh, husband and and yourself when when Natasha decided to perhaps have a go at golf you were a little bit concerned because obviously it's a precision game uh and it was clearly going to be quite uh, difficult for Natasha but um the end story is that she's taken to it like a duck to water so to speak isn't it
2: No, yeah, it is she just loves it and uh when we when she did say that um she wanted to try golf we there yeah, there were concerns we um knew that she had a very low spatial awareness um, she, Her coordination was quite weak at the time, and also um you know she would tick and fall or she'd be walking along, and her legs would just give away so we weren't sure how it was all going to play out um, but we thought we'd give it a go and let her try at least and her coordination was actually quite good, and she um, she just loved being outdoors and everything. So we just kept taking her um, to her lessons every week with the the my golf, and uh, gradually she sort of got better and learnt routines and how to hit the balls and everything. And there were challenges on the way, but it got her right through, and she just loved every moment of it.
0: Talk to me about some of the challenges. I think you told me a story last week about a a funny little incident that happened on day one um, with the the coach who lined up the balls uh, in a row for all the participants and then walked out the front and said, now, don't hit those balls yet. And that was a bit of a problem, wasn't it?
2: That was. um, I thought that might have been the end of golf for her, actually. Uh, She, even now, to be fair, she still does it on a driving range. She, um when she sees the ball she has to hit it Uh, she all of her routines all of her other thoughts and processes that she needs to do just goes out the window and she just has to hit that ball so when her coach gave them the buckets lined the balls up and said hang on I just want to talk to you and go through what we're going to do today she just saw the balls and she just hit them and I think out of all of that, that, um, you know, she hit the coach in the chest. I was standing there mortified and Natasha was like, oh, but that was a really good shot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of, you know, and we just all stood there and then her coach started laughing at the time and, um, you know, Natasha sort of realised what she'd done and learnt a valuable lesson that she did need to wait. So it taught her a lot of patience as well because, um you know, with ASD and that sort of thing, they, they sometimes don't understand that they have to wait and, you know, sometimes do things a little bit slower than what they think is right. So in that sense, it taught her that she needed patience and had to wait for people to talk and, um, you know, go through routines and everything. So, so you're talking about some was... of the,
0: the lessons that have been learnt, uh, via mm. via golf. And this yes. is what, it makes my blood boil, uh, Kathleen, when I hear people say that golf's, you know, you hear negative people say that golf's a game for old white men. It, it couldn't be further from the truth because this is a great example of where golf can help someone. And I just wanted yes. you to talk me through how you think it has helped uh, Natasha w- with her disabilities.
2: Golf for everyone. Um, you know, it's helped her, obviously... It's taught her to control her tics uh, because she has to concentrate differently on the golf course. Um, it's taught her to be able to control them so that when she goes home, she releases all of that energy that she gets. Um, um, and admittedly, there are times on the course that she still might tick and all of that, but it's very, very minor compared to what it was previously. Uh, with her her legs and Um, her ligaments you know walking around the golf course has taught her or has strengthened all of that Um, she still wears orthotics and everything but just that actual extra walking and you know exercise and all of that has um you know helped all of that physical aspect and you know with other things too like being outdoors and enabling her to be able to play a sport where it's not She struggles in, you know, social areas. So golf is still social, but it's also your own game. There's no pressure of teams or anything like that except um, she plays pennants. But still, even though you're in a team, you're still playing your individual game. And I think that has been able to let her grow as a person as well.
0: So, if we fast forward a little bit, Natasha's now playing at Wyndham Golf Club uh, in Eastern Brisbane, yeah. and she also still plays a little at Pacific from what I understand she's represented queensland or not only Queensland but also Australia at Special Olympics level. She went over to Asia I think last year and won a gold medal at a at uh, a particular uh, golf tournament for all abilities players she's part of the Golf Australia All abilities programs now run by christian hamilton Mm -hmm. so and you can't get a a golf club out of her hand basically can you
2: no we can't she played all weekend this weekend even um she was playing yesterday she played in toowoomba on um, sunday and then saturday she was practicing so well it's a great outlet for her it's a great release for her so you know she loves playing the competitions. she loves getting out there on different golf courses um, you know the all abilities um, competitions that she's now playing as well are just fantastic for her. Um, she actually wants to play a lot more of those. Um, mm. You know, in the next sort of year, she really, really wants to. And she plays with the Special Olympics, which yeah, that's that's been great too because she gets to play with with others and go out to different courses with them as well and represent. Um, you know, she represented Australia at Macau and um played in the state games recently and she'll be going hopefully uh to depending on COVID, but hopefully to nationals with the special olympics in tasmania next year and you know she wants to pursue she just recently got a world ranking all abilities world ranking and she wants to really pursue that in the next year or two so there's a lot of things that you know have um evolved since the my golf program for her and uh, are still evolving and it's just great that she's able to be able to do all of this.
0: Natasha if you can hear me um I just wondered uh if I can quickly ask you a couple of things about this um what uh what exactly is it about golf that uh, sort of tickled your fancy if you like what what is it that you love about golf? Uh.
2: Well, I quite find it relaxing, and I enjoy being out
0: in the nature and when when you started um uh you went down to that my golf clinic three three or four years ago uh, you, you told me last week that you didn't even know that golf existed uh let alone what to do
1: yeah
0: that
2: is
0: true um even- you you uh you' probably surprised some of your your classmates there, there at school. I definitely did. And uh, one last thing, uh, Natasha. uh, Your mum, Kathleen, told me last week that you want to advocate for uh, people with disabilities. You think that um, if you have a disability like you have, uh, it shouldn't stop you at all, should it? Is that that something that you believe in?
2: Yes. Anyone can do what they want to do, really. Disability can't really stop that.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, thanks, Natasha. And Kathleen, if I could just come back to you for one last thing. What, what's the message mm-hmm. out of all this? Uh, I think we probably touched on it right then, but uh, the opportunity is there, isn't it, uh, for, for anyone yeah. really? You know, golf, because the golf has a handicap system and a stationary ball and it's outdoors and it's difficult for any everyone anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's hard enough for the, for the rest of us, you know, so... There is a message in there somewhere, isn't there?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, as Natasha always says, you know, um, it doesn't matter what anything. Golf is your own individual game. You've got your own handicap. You work to your own abilities. Um, So there's no pressure of having to, you know, you just want to better yourself. And, And Natasha just loves the fact that she can go out, play her best, know that she's played her best and you know she hasn't allowed all of her you know disabilities or anything else um, stop that she um, believes that you know you, you can go ahead and you can pursue your dreams and that sort of thing just by you know trying and and finding the niche of what you love as well
0: Well, it's a a tremendous story. So thank you very much, Natasha. I do hope that you uh, make that Nationals next year. And I I know that you've got Berlin uh, Special Olympics in 2023 on your mind as well. You're you're very inspiring the way that you're going about this. And and thanks very much to you as well, Kathleen. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: After this break, Andy and I will be back with some more Inside the Ropes.
2: With Australian Golf Media, you're back inside the ropes.
0: Welcome back to the show. A couple of little bits and pieces before we
3: uh, wrap it up today. Um, Just off the back of your chat with Natasha and Kathleen, um, they'll be delighted to know that Pine Valley, Mm. uh, so this week in 2021, they've finally seen the light and they've decided that they will drop all gender-specific language from their bylaws, a.k.a. We'll let women in to be members. So for the first time at yeah. Pine Valley, they're letting women isn't,
0: women in as members. Is that the number one course in the world. Well, this depend- point, yeah, uh, one it, or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's great news, Andy. It's it is great to see golf course. Just, just getting up with twenty first century. You know, just catch up. Yeah. And if you
3: if you're a club administrator or you know, GM or whatever, and you're and you're listening to this show and you you know you're listening to Pine Valley sort of turn the wheel slowly and you want to know how you might be able to do a bit better, go to the Golf Australia website. There's, there's the Human Rights Commission guidelines into how golf can be more inclusive and how it can be more gender inclusive particularly. It's, it's all there for you to read. It's a, it's a, it's a very instructive, functional um, set of guidelines that if you want to make your club a broader church, if you want to, and some clubs won't, and that'll be their right and they can do whatever they want, but if you do want to be a more progressive golf club out there, there's a reasonable place to start. is If you haven't already seen the guidelines put out by the Australian Human Rights Commission, Kate Jenkins and her team, um, go and have a read of it. It's, it's, um, even if you're on a committee at a golf club and you want to know a bit more about this space.
0: Well, the key point out of all that, and this came out, Probably first time a couple of years ago now, but the key point is it's against the law to discriminate against anyone in that situation. So if you good point the old days of blocking off tea times for say men or -hmm. you know whatever, it's just it's not lawful. So you're you're exposing yourself to uh, legal action, which which has actually happened in Queensland. So um, you better get up with the the laws. Yep, you know, Australia exactly. Yeah
3: i I got a couple of other little bits and pieces before we. Go. I, what, I just noticed
0: that uh, Andy, that Rory McIlroy turned 32 this week. I know that you, uh, you know, errantly tipped him to win yep. a major recently. I did. I, I, I am in your camp in the sense that I love watching him play, and I, I think he's amazing. But I, I every time I look back at, at his. Uh, some of his stats, I, I think. What, what is happening with Rory? Okay, so he's he's ranked number fifteen in the it's world hard to right block. now. Yep. Uh, no wins since twenty nineteen. Now I know last year was interrupted by COVID, and and in in twenty nineteen he did win a few. His last major was in twenty fourteen, the PGA. It's that, that's staggering. Seven, that's getting up to six and a half years staggering. ago. Staggering, staggering. So and when oh, he
3: won that, when he won that, he was in the conversation. To, he he's, was in he's the... He's 24 years old. Yeah, he was in the Nicholas Woods... Yes. Ma- he was in that conversation. Not anymore.
0: Correct. Well, no, and not unless he, he finds something. I read an interview with him. He's always a great interview. Hmm. I read an, a very recent interview with him where he said he's got swing problems. Uh, he used to have a miss. I'm not sure whether... I think it's left, but whatever it is, he, he described it, and I'm not going to try and describe it, but... Uh, of what exactly happens in his swing. But what the result at the moment is a two-way miss. He's got a two-way miss going. He's not quite sure which way it's going to go mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And we're all very familiar with that. <laughs> I know how that feels. So, yeah, yes. Rory Macklin playing at Bay Hill this week when people uh, listen back to this podcast. The tournament will be well underway. So we'll see how he goes. But he has won there a couple of times. He still got faith? I do. I do. Because golf's a long journey, isn't mm. it? You know, 32 years of age is not not particularly, uh, you know, he's not exactly past that he's physically still capable if he if he sorts himself out. I think with Rory, I've always felt this, that he he's so phenomenally talented. Um, he probably has trouble harnessing his own expectations because he probably, if you're that good, you probably walk out every week and think I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Oh, I, I always and worry when... really in golf you can't.
3: When, this is, you know, we, we know this has happened close to home, you know, with Ian Baker Finch, but and probably some others. But Ooh. when they start when, – when players start to chase, yeah. when they just don't oh, – this is what I do. This is what I do. This, I'm good at this. And I can com- – there's yeah. going to be a week here and a week there where I can't. But most of the time I'm going to be – I'm going to be okay. When they start to chase – and McElroy clearly chased, started to chase length. He wanted to be able to hit it further. and And that's – it seems to have – something's discombobulated – Mm. the 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 mother board inside Rory whatever it is that mm. made the game look so easy and come mm. so naturally to him has been altered and I I think he I hope he can Kate. get it back. well I hope he gets it back but I don't know how hard it is to wind that back I mean once you once you go so far away from something that was what you what came naturally to you and you started mm. to sort of artificially manufacture mm. can you golf such a game of feel and you know comf- being set up comfortably and the way that affects your um, the confidence levels. Oh, I I'm not sure. I, I hope he can, I,
0: but I'm not sure. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, he'll just, be. Just watching him because, yep, you know, yep. uh, we all know if he gets it right, he's he's right up the top of the tree.
3: Danny Lee. Danny Lee from an Olympic mm. slash, um, you know, career perspective. New Zealander, of course, just across the ditch from us, uh, has stated this week that Olympics are off the radar for him. Uh, he sits 192nd on the money list on the PGA Tour. He's got until the end of August to get himself inside the 125. And he doesn't want to have he doesn't want to miss any opportunities. Will we
0: see a few more players? Yeah, I think we will. I think on the male side, we will. On the female side, it's completely different. Mm. Uh, the women are all, you know, breaking their neck to get the Olympic Games. And you see Inby Park playing so well at the moment. She's the defending Olympic champion. But on the men's side, it's a bit ho-hum, isn't mm. it? Like, uh, will mm. I go to the Olympics? Uh, fortunately, Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman, who are in the pole position, one and two to take the Australian male spots at the Olympics. They're all keen to go, which is great. Minji Lee and Hannah Green are the the two nominees at the moment for the women's side on Australia, and they're both desperate to go. So that's great. But I think, you know, obviously Dustin Johnson pulled out, Adam Scott pulled out. Uh, I think there'll be a few more because of the quarantine situation. They're all going to have to quarantine for a couple of weeks After they go to Tokyo, there'll be things that they have to do while they're in Tokyo, go into a bubble. The way it's described to me, they'll just go golf course, hotel, golf course, hotel, and then straight in, straight out. So um, that probably puts a little bit of difficulty there, but you'd love to think that they just want to go and represent their country, I suppose. But, um, you know, it's harder to get the men because they're going to miss a couple of weeks of those $6 million, $7 million tournaments.
3: Any doubt in your mind that it goes ahead?
0: I'm still... uh, I've got some doubts. Uh you know, just talking to Hazy who is going to be the media manager, I think there for Australia, you know, he said that they're still getting quite a few cases a, a day in Tokyo. You've mm. got you've got Okay, India's a long way away from Japan, but you know, just in the broader picture, the world's not necessarily getting on top of this thing. We're we're on top of it here. Well, we had great, we, but... in, on the PJ2 this week, uh, Velspar,
3: they had yes. the highest number of COVID positives. Since the right. PJ Two started testing, there were four players who tested positive. Yeah, um, this week at Copperhead, so and that's the highest number uh, since the PJ Two started doing its own testing.
0: If you look at the Olympics more broadly, outside of golf, I mean, they're going to want to bring in what five thousand athletes or, it, it, uh, from all parts of, of the world. It's uh, and you're going to
3: it's an astronomical to... challenge. Yeah, when you think about what we're managing, managing globally at the moment. Yeah, you know, we could dive into what Australia's the Australian government's decided to do this week with returning Australians from India, but uh, we probably won't. That's for a podcast. Away.
0: They're backing away from that yeah, already, well, rightfully so. But yeah. um,
3: but uh, to think you're going to bring the world together in a highly populated city, admittedly there won't be you know, access to the Olympic Games from a fan perspective. But it just seems it's almost inconceivable. When Mm. you think about it, the task at hand to bring not just golf here, but the Olympic Games together.
0: Imagine if there was an outbreak in Japan caused by, you know, a bunch of athletes who came mm. in with COVID. Somebody breaches. And then uh, all of a sudden they're in full lockdown all over Japan. How's that going to (laughs) fly? So I I don't know. It's a conversation. I hope hope that it goes ahead, but but I I don't know. It's... It would be a hard call. I just wanted to have a shout-out while we're here to uh, Commonwealth and Metro, who won the Division oh, One yes. pennants last weekend in Melbourne. And? Commonwealth on the women's side, Metro on the men's. Yes. Lucas Michelle steered home the Metro boys, a friend of the show.
3: Yes, but there's something notable that you're overlooking here. Okay. And I'm just trying to find the message. The In the women's, Victoria got absolutely poleaxed. They only won one match. Sue won it. No, don't tell me you didn't. Sue won it. Our very own Stacey Stacey Peters, Peters. thirty-nine weeks pregnant.
0: What a great effort! Carries the can for Victoria. I didn't even realise she was playing. Yeah, so they got
3: beaten five and a half, one and a half.
0: Well done, Stacey by Commonwealth.
3: Uh, The only match though, they they halved the first match. Um, Stacey Peters was playing number two. And she beat Hilliard uh, two and one. So Stace. Alexander
0: Hilliard. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
3: Um, so magnificent performance by Stace. Shout out
0: to, to Stace as well because, yeah, she's not far away from uh, a very big event in her life.
3: She is indeed. Mm. Much bigger than winning. As big as it is to win your match in a, a pennant final. I, Delivering I sp- your first child's probably got it covered, All. all I, I spoke
0: to her a couple of weeks ago and I said, "How you know, are you able to swing okay? And she said, yeah, no, no problem. You know, she's as fit as a fiddle. Yeah, yeah, she is indeed. Yeah. She's a ripper. Yeah. Uh, that's it.
3: We're done. Righto, you got anything else? Nothing no, else? Right. There Thanks, it is. Andy. Inside the Ropes, episode number 206 in the can. Marty Blake, Andy Maher. I hope you've uh, enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed your week in golf. We'll be back next week to do it all again. We'll see you then.